Ladies and weed smokers, Andy here, day 87 of the Ian and Winner Show. How the fuck are you guys and girls? This is a highly requested episode. A bunch of people have heard me kind of peripherally talk about my experiences with pot, with weed, with marijuana, with MJ. <laughs> and I had a pretty bad fucking couple of experiences with it. I've talked about it a little bit and a bunch of people have said like, can you just hurry up and tell the fucking full story? So here you go. I'm going to tell the full story of my experiences, my bad experiences with the devil's lettuce. So I'd never tried weed until really recently. I think it was like two years ago was the first time I tried it. No particular reason why. I just, I had this kind of notion that weed is for like potheads and it's not necessarily a drug that adds to your life. I've experimented with a couple of drugs, mostly LSD and also Ritalin slash Adderall. I, I kind of like experimenting only with drugs that are going to actually add to my productivity. And I always sort of saw weed as the, like a depressant drug, kind of like what alcohol is. And I thought there's no point in me trying that. I have no interest in that. But a, a, a mate of mine had done a whole lot of weed. He did like a weird experiment for a year. He did a 365 project of like smoking weed every day to see how that would affect him. And that really worked out well for him. He, he only did it at night. He used it to sleep better and to be more like meditative and like self-reflective at night before he went to bed. And it really worked out for him. So I said to him, all right, I'll try this fucking weed shit that you're always going on about. I'll try a little bit and I'll see what it's like. So he got me some. We had some like edibles. We had like the raw fucking buds, I guess you call it. And he bought like a bunch of them, like 10 buds or so. I have no idea how much that is in quantity, but it's like just 10 buds. Just go with me here. And I decided that I would, we looked at recipes. He and I looked at recipes. He already knew how to do it, but I had no idea. So I looked at recipes on like how to cook it. And I did the whole, like, putting it in the oven at 90 degrees Celsius, whatever the fuck the temperature has to be for however many minutes. I, I did a bunch of research on how to cook it properly so that you don't ruin it, all that kind of shit. Because weed is very temperamental, blah, 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 blah. Let's skip to the good shit. I tried it and nothing happened. And I thought, well, this is a huge fucking letdown. I ate this. It was basically I ate an entire bud and nothing happened. And I was like, well, this is a waste of fucking time. So I waited till the next day and then I thought maybe I will cook all the rest of it. I had like 10 buds worth and I was like, maybe I should cook all the rest of it and see what that's like. I did a bunch of research and they said with edibles, edibles can take a while to kick in. They can take like two and a half hours to kick in. So if you're going to eat some, eat a little bit, wait two and a half hours. If you're not feeling anything, then you can eat a bit more, but make sure you wait that two and a half hours. So I eat one bud, I wait like two hours, I feel nothing. I think I started at like 3 p.m. or something. I'd taken the whole day off and the next day off just in case, like I had no idea. I kind of knew what the, the effects might be, but you know, I thought I'd play safe and take the day and the next day off. So I take it at 3 p.m. By like 5 p.m., 6 p.m., I'm feeling nothing. And I'm thinking, well, this is a fucking con or something. This weed shit is, is bunk. 
let me try a bit more. So I eat two more buds. I wait like another two hours. It's like 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. at this point. And I'm feeling like next to nothing, like nothing. I wait the rest of the night and again, nothing, like nothing happens. Maybe I'm slightly, slightly feeling good, but like nothing, like no more than having one beer or something. So I'm thinking this, this fucking weed is bunk. This shit's a con. This is bullshit. A week goes by or a couple of days go by. I try again. Again, I take the day off. I take the next day off to be safe. I think I had like five buds or something left at this point. And so I take one again to test if it happened, if, if it does anything, nothing happens. At this point, I'm just like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take the rest, right? I eat all of it. I wait like four hours, five, like nothing happens. And I'm like, this is a fucking con. Like this weed shit is bullshit. And then all of a sudden at like 4 p.m. I start tripping. Like nothing major. I'd taken LSD a bunch of times at this point. I was very, very, very comfortable with like psychedelics and, you know, those kind of drugs. But I start tripping. And at first it's really nice. And I'm texting my girlfriend. I'm texting one of my best mates. And I'm saying like, bro, this is cool. Like I'm, I'm typing a bunch of shit to him. I remember saying to him, weed is like tripping on weed is like tripping on LSD, except on LSD, you're smart. And the things that you say are, are deep and philosophical and insightful, but on weed, you're a dumbass. And I remember like saying to him, dude, I know what I'm saying right now is dumb as fuck, but it feels very intelligent to me. Whereas on LSD, it feels very intelligent to you. And it is actually insightful. The person that you're saying it to will say like, yeah, that's a really good way of phrasing that. Or, wow, that's a really deep insight. Whereas on weed, as my mate confirmed, he's like, yeah, everything you're saying right now is dumb as fuck, dude. You just think that you're being intelligent. It's like that meme of Joe Rogan, all the Joe Rogan memes when he's high on fucking weed and he's just talking shit and he thinks that he's intelligent. Although to be fair, he does say a lot of really intelligent things, but you guys get my point. I thought I was being insightful and I was being a dumbass. Anyway, so I start tripping like more and more as the weed like obviously kicks in, which is weird as shit, right? Because it hadn't kicked in the last two times I had tried it. I felt like some effects, but nothing major. And as the hours went by, it's like it started to come more and more. And it was fun for a little bit. But then I got to a point where I was like, shit, I think this is going to go like deeper and deeper. I think I'm going to like trip more and more. I'm going to get more and more high. And then I started getting paranoid. And if you've never experienced paranoia before, which I never had, it's fucking weird. And it's fucking terrifying. It's so hard to explain and it's so hard for me to tell you exactly what paranoia is like, but the best way that I can explain it is it's like you have thoughts in your head and this is really fucking terrifying for me to even remember because weed, when I, this time I tripped is the only time I have ever had paranoid thoughts as in paranoid to this level, but it's like the thoughts in your head aren't your thoughts. It's like somebody else has put those thoughts inside of your head. Now think, think how fucking terrifying that would be. 
It's like you don't trust your own thoughts. And for me to even remember that right now, I'm like legit, get, like the hair on my arms is standing up, even remembering what that was like. And this was like two years ago. Like, imagine that you can't trust yourself. Like you are the one constant in the entire universe. You are the one thing that you can con- that you can rely upon and trust above everything else. When the entire rest of the world is going to shit, you know that you are still you and the thoughts in your head are still your thoughts. Imagine that you can't trust those thoughts. Imagine it's like someone is in your head implanting those thoughts and fucking with you. That's how I felt on the on on weed. And what makes it even more terrifying is then you start thinking like, fuck, I can't trust myself. Is there anything in the world that I can trust right now? Like, is this table real? Is this kitchen real? Am I alive right now? Like, you start just getting paranoid about fucking everything. And then I started thinking like, fuck, are the police going to come to the door? Am I going to have a panic attack? What if I fucking die? What if I jump off my balcony and plummet to my death? Like, I just started having insane fucking thoughts. Thoughts that I had never had for the entire rest of my... I I didn't know how to handle these thoughts because, like, I'd never thought like that before. It's like a weird fucking new experience that you've never had to handle before. So I immediately recognized, like, okay, okay, calm down. This is like paranoia. Yes, you've never experienced this before. Yes, this is fucking weird. But this is literally a side effect of the drug you just took. So I was like, okay, like be rational. You need to text one of your friends. This is definitely past the point where you can handle it yourself. You definitely need to ask for help right now. And that was fucking terrifying for me because the weird bit is by admitting that I needed help, it makes it even more real. It's like, oh shit, something is really wrong if I have to like ask for help. Holy fuck. And then I, I almost had a panic attack and I had to like, and by the way, I've never had panic attacks before that in my life. I had to take a deep breath and be like, okay, calm down, Andy. You took a drug. This is having a negative effect on you. You need to text one of your friends and you need to ask them to come over or to call you or something like that. If you just tell someone else what is going on, everything will be okay. So I text my best mate and I'm like, dude, you know how I took that weed? It's fucking having some bad effects. I think I'm being paranoid can you please call me? And he was at work at the time, but he's like, yeah, man, just like, do you want to wait like an hour before I finish work? And I was like, can you please just call me right now? So he calls me like two minutes later. He's like, bro, like what's going on? You're right. And I was like, I don't know, man. And we talked for like half an hour. He's a fucking solid, bro. I love this dude to bits. And we talked for like half an hour. And eventually like I was just talking through everything I was feeling, what the paranoia was like. And he was very understanding. He's like, yeah, man, like I'll stay here. It's fine. I'm here. I'm here for you, bro. Uh, I got you. Eventually after like the half an hour had passed, I was like, dude, do you reckon there's any way that you can like quit work right now? Like I will pay, I will give you money. I will literally give you 50 bucks. He did, Like he was like, it's fine, man. But I was like, I'll give you 50 bucks if you just like skip work right now. And get in an Uber and come to me. Like, do you reckon that that's possible? And he was like, are you really serious? And I was like, uh, uh, there's no, there's never been a time in my life I've ever asked you for something like this. But I need you, man. Like, I, I think I need you. And he was like, okay, I understand. So he jumped in an Uber. 
That was like the longest fucking 20 minutes of my life. He stayed on the phone the entire time because I couldn't bear the thought of like being alone in my apartment. Like I was literally going fucking insane at that point. I was like trying not to have a panic attack. I was pacing back and forwards in my living room, like walk, literally walking back and forwards. And he stayed on the phone with me. And that was like enough to distract me. Thank fucking God. He was really good at distracting me. Eventually he comes in. And I was like, man, like, I just wanted to hug the fucking dude. I was like, thank you for fucking being here, dude. I feel like I'm losing my grip on reality and I don't know what's going to come next. Like, I don't know if I just end up in a fucking psych ward or some shit. And again, I want to add the caveat that I had tripped on LSD and magic mushrooms like 50 fucking times at this point. So I was like completely okay with mind altering substances, but I had never experienced this before, even like my deepest, worst LSD experience was nowhere near this fucking first weed experience. It was so fucking terrifying. Jesus Christ. And I'm someone who's incredibly rational. I have a very good grip on reality. I understand the the way my mind works. And as this was all happening, it was like I was still rational. I knew what was happening, but I felt like I was on a knife's edge the entire time. I felt like my grip on reality was about to slip. Does that make sense? Like I felt like I was still here. I was still present. I was still rational. I was still okay. But if I took even 0.5 seconds, like if I took a break, if if it's like I had to be vigilant the entire time. It felt like I have to keep reminding myself that I've taken a drug and that this is fucking with my mind and everything is okay and I will be okay. I had to keep repeating that mantra to myself like hundreds of times a minute. And I felt like if I ever forget that fact, like if I ever forget that I took a drug, I would just instantly lose my mind. And so that was the terrifying bit. I was like, okay, I'm still rational. I'm still here. My mind still works, but I feel like I'm one second away from completely fucking losing it and then waking up in a mental institution or something. That was like the most fucking terrifying. And this is only the beginning, by the way. We're 14 minutes into this story. This is probably going to be a one hour story. Jesus Christ, it gets way worse than this. And now for the bad shit. Like the paranoia was nothing compared to the actual physical side effects I have. I now... Okay, at the time, we kind of figured this out as well. But in hindsight, it became even more apparent. I started having the same symptoms that you have when you have a really bad panic attack, which if anyone's ever had a a really bad panic attack, as in, I mean, like a really serious panic attack, the symptoms are all exactly the same as if you're having a fucking heart attack. And that is not fucking good when you are having a panic attack. Because we Googled the symptoms that I started having. I started having like an incredibly rapid heart rate, pain up and down the entire left-hand side of my body, numbness in the left-hand side of my body, dizziness, blurred vision. These are all the fucking side effects you have when you're having a literal heart attack. Like fucking hell. Imagine being paranoid and tripping balls and having the exact side effects of a fucking heart attack. And so while this was happening, I was telling him the symptoms and shit that they start, they took like 20 minutes to start coming on and it got worse and worse. And we're both incredibly rational people to the point of like, I think one or both of us might even be fully fucking autistic, not fully, but like, 
it wouldn't surprise me if one of us was diagnosed as autistic. The point is we're very fucking logical. We're obsessed with logic and shit like that. So I'm having all these fucking heart attack symptoms and we're both sitting there going like, hmm, but could it be a heart attack? That doesn't make sense, Andy. You're like 31 years of age. You can't be having a heart attack at this age. You're very healthy. You're very fit. You've had blood tests and shit like that. Your cholesterol is fine. You couldn't possibly be having a heart attack right now. Like that. That's just not possible. While I'm having heart attack symptoms... <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we like Google, you know, how to tell between a heart attack or a panic attack. And we're like reading all these articles while I'm just feeling this like agonizing pain up and this shooting like sharp pain up and down my, my chest and my left arm and like my arm is numb. <laughs> it sounds fucking hilarious in hindsight, but it was not funny at the fucking time. And so <laughs> it sounds so dumb. But what we thought of it, like we thought about calling an ambulance and shit, but I was like, there's no way I can be having a heart attack, dude, right now. And it's more likely, like Occam's razor, Occam's razor, if you don't know what that means, it means the simplest solution is usually the correct one. And I was like, which is simpler? Am I having a heart attack as a 31-year-old man? Or am I having a panic attack because I took weed? And it's like, well, obviously the panic attack. So I'm there like tripping balls, but I'm still rational enough to figure out. And luckily he was there too, to be rational as well. I'm rational enough to figure out like, okay, this is probably just me having a panic attack. And I said to him, if I'm wrong and this is a heart attack, it's fine. You can just call an ambulance. And I know that with modern medicine and shit, if I'm having a heart attack, I probably won't die. They will resuscitate me in the ambulance. So it's fine. Like I'm okay. And then I even said to him, and if I die, that's fine, dude. Like, I just want you to know that you're a good friend. I'm really happy with my life. Can you please tell my family <laughs> that I love them and that I'm glad for all the everything I've, I've, I've had up until this point? I'm happy to die right now if that's what happens. Like, <laughs> it sounds fucking hilarious at the time, but it sounds hilarious right now. But at the time, it was like scary as fuck. But I also came to, it was like a, it was literally like a near death experience for me. I literally thought like I may die right now. And so I had to come to this, like I had to go through all the stages of grief while, <laughs> while tripping on weed. <laughs> and I got to a point of like acceptance and I was like, maybe it is my time to die. <laughs> I remember like looking him in the eyes and being like, you're a really good friend. I'm really grateful that we got to spend time together. <laughs> Like literally thinking I may die in the next like 15 minutes and telling him I was great. Man, it's so fucking funny to remember this, but like at the time, you got to understand this was like fucking terrifying. So what we decided was let's just like chill for a bit and try and distract me and we'll just like hang out and we'll talk. I have all these fucking horrifying symptoms. My arm is, my, my entire left-hand side of my body is just in agony, like shooting pains all up and down the left-hand side of my body. My heart rate was like fucking over, like insane. And we figured out like, okay, let's just try and relax me. And if I can't relax, we kind of made up an arbitrary amount of time. We said, if I can't relax in the next 30 minutes, then we'll go to hospital. We'll just chill for 30 minutes See if it gets better. Try and distract me. If it doesn't get better, we'll go to hospital. We'll tell them what happened. We'll see what happens. So I'll give you the spoiler alert. It didn't get better in 30 minutes. In fact, it got worse. Like the pain got worse. I was like almost hyperventilating. I had to take, it took all the mental energy and effort and willpower that I had to stop myself from freaking out. You got to remember I'm tripping balls at this point. Like 
I'm high on weed. I have all that like time dilation shit that you get when you take a lot of weed or any like, you know, psychedelic or mind altering substance. I know weed's not a psychedelic, but you know what I mean? Like it felt like one minute was eternity. So this was like stretched out. It We'd only been doing this for like two hours at this point. It felt like fucking 15 years. It was so hard to go from one minute to the next. It took so much mental willpower and patience and time and effort to get through like each minute. It was so fucking hard, but I did a really good job. I was really calm. He even said afterwards, he was like, man, you just appeared so calm during all of that. And I was like, yeah, man, that was like, that took all the willpower in the universe for me not to fucking freak out. That was so fucking hard. And looking back, it was a very good learning experience. It was like, holy shit, I'm capable of like getting through anything. If I can get through that and I didn't freak out, I was calm during the whole thing. Holy shit, I can tackle anything. Uh, Looking back. We're not at the end of the story yet, but like, I'm really glad I went through that because holy shit, it made me into a more like stable, confident person, man. Okay. So a fair bit of time goes by. I still haven't calmed down. My heart rate has increased, if anything. So at this point I say to him, dude, should we just go to the fucking hospital? And like, they can tell me if I'm having a heart attack or not. And he's like, yeah, like, Go on, let's go. Do you want me to call you an ambulance? And I was, we thought about it for a bit and I was like, maybe we should Uber because an ambulance seems like too serious. You know what I mean? And I'm not 100% convinced that I'm having a heart attack right now. And I don't think we should take away resources from someone who might actually need them. You know, there might be some old cunt who's having a heart attack or, you know, some cunt who actually needs this ambulance. I don't necessarily think I'm having a heart attack, but I might be, but I'm not sure. And surely if I was having a heart attack, I would have died by now. You don't have a heart attack over like an hour or something. So let's just Uber. And so we go out, we go outside and he goes to call the Uber. And then we're just standing there out on the street. It was like a cold night. There's people walking by. It felt kind of, it's hard to explain, but it felt kind of like peaceful, even though I'm having these literal heart attack symptoms, like my breath, like I'm struggling to breathe. I'm fucking dizzy. I can barely see like my vision is like tunneled. They're shooting pains all up and down the left-hand side of my, my body, my entire body. I'm numb on half of my left-hand side of my body. I feel like chest tightness, like I can barely fucking breathe and shit, but being outside felt really nice. It felt like normal because there was people walking by and it was such a surreal experience because I felt like I'm dying like I may very well be dying right now and these people don't know like they're just going about their lives they have their own hopes their own dreams their own struggles their own fears their own insecurities their own joys they have no idea that I might die right in front of them right now it's really hard to explain but that was like incredibly like peaceful. It made me feel like even if I die, the universe will keep on going. Like the world will keep on turning. Nothing will change. Just because I die, everything will be okay. It won't even be that bad a thing if I do die. Like everyone else will be okay. And that gave me this weird like peace and this weird like inner closure, almost like it's okay if I die. Like It's not a bad thing if I die. No one else has to be sad if I die, apart from my family and my friends and obviously my best mate who's standing there with me. I'm sure he didn't want me to die, but like 
everything will be okay if I die. And so I kind of, I turned to him and I said, should we walk to the hospital? And he looks at me and he's like, I mean, if you want to, I'm happy to walk. The hospital was like 30 minutes walk away. Like we knew where it was. It's like 30 minutes walk from my house. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I think I want to walk to the hospital and see, he's like, okay, why don't we start walking? And if at any point your symptoms get worse, I can just call an ambulance or an Uber and we'll go straight there. And I was like, yeah, let's do that, man. And so we're walking and the whole time I have my hand on my chest and I'm kind of like gripping my left, like my pec, my chest. I'm squeezing it really hard because I can feel my heart just like thumping, like so fucking fast, faster than I've ever until this, like up until this day, I've never felt my heart beat that fast and never again had it ever beat. It's never beaten that fast. I'll give you a spoiler. When we got to the hot, so spoiler alert, we went to the hospital. They measured my heart rate. It was 140 beats per minute. And this is like fucking five hours after I've taken the weed or something. And so they were like, holy shit, this is like an incredibly, they had to give me fucking drugs to make my heart rate go down and shit. And like, it was going crazy. Anyway, so I'm gripping my heart, almost like I'm trying to gently massage it and make it go down, which didn't really do anything, but it made me feel better. So I have my hand on my titty as we're walking and I'm doing this like deep breathing, meditating, like I'm trying so hard to control my breathing and stop myself from freaking out. And it became this weird meditative, like Zen. It was really peaceful. The walk to the hospital was like maybe the most peaceful 30 minutes of my entire life up until that point and ever since then. And he was really at peace too. And it was so fucking weird because most of the walk was in complete silence. And every now and then, like every five minutes, I would just turn to him doing these like really deep breaths because I was trying to control my heart rate and stop myself from freaking out. And I would just kind of turn to him and I would say something like, I'm really grateful that you're my friend. I'm really grateful that you're in this universe and that I got to meet you. And he would kind of just look at me and say like, I'm glad too, man. And it was like very genuine and very sincere. It was like seriously the most peaceful 30 minutes of my life. Even though I literally thought like, I may well be dying right now. Like I may not make it to the hospital. And so we eventually got to the hospital. It took us like 30 minutes to get there. We're sitting in the, we go up to the, the, we went to the emergency room. We go up to the front people and we say like, here's the deal. I took a lot of weed. I don't know if I'm having a fucking heart attack or what's going on. I have all the symptoms of a heart attack. The nurse wasn't really that fucking serious about it. Like, which in hindsight is kind of neglectful on their part. If someone comes to you and says like, I think I'm having a fucking heart attack, you'd think you'd be the first person rushed in. But we ended up waiting like an hour in the waiting room. I guess, thank you, public healthcare system. If we want to take a side rant, man, I get so pissed off in America, countries like that, where they say like, oh, I wish we had like public healthcare and shit like that. Like other countries like Australia and Sweden and, and Canada, it's like, man, no, no, you don't. The public healthcare system has its own fucking problems. You have to sit there for an hour when you tell someone you're having a heart attack. I really wish I had public health insurance. Anyway, so we wait for like an hour. The whole time I'm thinking like, I might die right now. Like, and I'm looking around 
and there's people going in first before me and like they have like no fucking symptoms and shit. I'm like gripping my fucking heart thinking I'm dying. I'm clearly the most fucked up person in that entire emergency room. It's like 10 p.m. at night at this point. Finally, we go in. They ask what's up. We tell them what happened. They do my heart rate. They're like, holy shit. <laughs> You're, if you haven't had a heart attack already, you probably will if, you get, if your heart rate keeps up at 140 fucking beats per minute. So they give me some drugs that calm me down. And those drugs kicked in within like 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh shit, my heart rate is going down. This feels nice. It was like fucking amazing. <laughs> I remember one of the doctors comes up and he's like, so you took weed, right? And I was like, yep. And he's like, have you ever taken weed before? And I was like, nah, this first time. And he's like, so you had a very bad reaction. I was like, yep. And he's like, all right, you have to promise me you're never going to take weed again. And I kind of laughed and I was like, are you fucking serious, cunt? You think I'm ever going to do this again? <laughs> like, I thought I was going to die, you fucking cunt. Why would I take this again? Spoiler alert, I did take it again. <laughs> Maybe I'll save that for a part two. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> I never learn. Anyway, he gives me the drugs. My heart rate starts going down. I remember looking at my mate and I was like, dude, thank you for doing all this. Like, thank you so much for saving my fucking life. And he's like, man, it's all right. Like you would have done the same for me. And I remember like having this weird big epiphany. I was like, yeah, I would have done the same for you. And then I just went on this like five minute thought process where it was just like dead silence between the two of us. And I was like, holy shit. Like he's right. I would have saved his life too. And he saved my life. Like, that's what a good bro is. Holy shit. Like, I found the best bro of all time. Like, what an amazing human being. And he's just like sitting there probably thinking like, what is this fucking fag thinking about? And I'm just like thinking about like, my bro is the best bro of all time. I love this guy. I would take a bullet for him. He just like took a bullet for me tonight. Like, <laughs> good shit. Eventually, after like an hour, they're like, okay, your heart rate is down. Like, you promise us you will never take weed again, you know. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm never taking weed again. You're fucking serious. They gave me the papers. Um, they gave me like the bill, which was paid for by fucking the government. So I guess I should be grateful that I got a fucking free medical bill, though. I would rather have just paid fucking $2,000 and got seen within 10 minutes rather than waiting fucking an hour. That's a side rant. Anyway, so we get out. We walk home. He says goodbye. I pay for his Uber to say thank you. He goes home. I go to sleep at like fucking three in the morning or some shit. I couldn't sleep. Next morning I wake up. I'm like, bro, I, I send him a text. I'm like, thank you for saving my life. He's like, it's fine, man. You would have done the same for me. Oh my God. Again, spoiler alert. I then tried weed again, like a year later. What a fucking mistake that was. And I will tell that story. If you guys like this story, send me an email, leave a comment, get in touch with me. Whatever you want to do, I will happily tell the second part of the story because the second story I feel like is even more interesting than this one because that was like, I went way deep. I had so many epiphanies the second time I did it and had a, spoiler alert, I had a bad reaction. I had a worse reaction the second time I tried it and there's like, I could talk for like half an hour or an hour about that. But yeah, that was my experience with weed. After the second time I took it, I swore like, okay, I can never touch this shit. Like this shit just isn't for me. Like if you have a bad reaction one time, like, okay, got to be careful. The second time I had a bad reaction, it's like, all right, okay, I can never try this shit. This shit is just like kryptonite to me. 
I understand that some people love weed. Like my mate, the one who helped me out, the one who was there for me, he's the guy that took it fucking every single day for a year. He's had great reactions from weed. He fucking loves that shit, but like not me. I, it, it doesn't sit well with me. I would rather fucking die than ever try weed again. So yeah, there you go. If you guys want to hear the second part, you want to hear the next time I took weed, leave a comment, send me an email, get in touch with me, tell me whatever you got to do. And I will record that. Adios, motherfuckers, and stay the fuck away from the devil's lettuce unless you know it works well for you.